0: Hey Visionaries, this is Cuff. And this is Mo. This episode is brought to you by Farmers Insurance, the Robert Garcia Agency.
1: If you are looking for the best insurance and customer service, make sure you pick up the phone and dial 972-645-1844 for Farmers Insurance, the Robert Garcia Agency. Whether it's home, life, business insurance, Robert Garcia and his staff are the best at protecting you and your family long term. Once again, that's Farmers Insurance, the Robert Garcia Agency. The phone number is 972-645-1844, and the website is FarmersAgent.com slash RGarcia.
2: What's up, everybody? This is Customato, and you're listening to the Vision Lab Podcast with Cuff and Mo.
0: Welcome to the Vision Lab podcast, where we give a voice to the voiceless. I'm your host, Ryan Cuffey, alongside with my co-host, Mr. Ryan Mosley. Here in the Vision Lab, we put pen to pad and dive deep to uncover your passions and your dreams and how you can arrive there. The Vision Lab is a platform focused on growth and exploring the developmental path of people's visions and dreams and how those dreams can come into reality. It's all about tapping into and becoming the best versions of ourselves. Through self-discovery, self-examination, and self-actualization. Hey Mo, who do we have on the show today? Cuff today's guest is a native of Columbus, Ohio. He is a master
1: barber with clients such as Redskins quarterback Dwayne Haskins, Saints Wide Out Michael Thomas, and Cowboys running back Ezekiel Elliott. Please welcome Cuts D'Amato to the Vision Lab Podcast.
2: Thank you, thank you, appreciate it. How are you, sir? I'm good
0: thank you uh, for carving out some time to, to be here on the show man we certainly appreciate it no problem so let's just jump right on into it man um, tell the people who you are and kind of where you came from and then I'm gonna give a quick story on how how we came to be in terms of you know connecting
2: okay I am customado um, I'm from Columbus Ohio been cutting most of my life uh, it's only only thing that I've ever wanted to do love to do so that's what's taking me to where i am today
0: we're gonna we're gonna dive deep into that so i'm mo here's the deal i'm, I'm on instagram and this is the power of social media right i'm on instagram i'm scro- scrolling through you know feed and um i actually pull up industrial cigar because you know they've got a, a podcast that they do shout out to industrial cigars Um, And I started, you know, just kind of checking them out and seeing what they had going on. And then all of a sudden I see cuts. It's a it's a flyer or or an advertisement for, you know, cuts is going to be in the building. He's cutting hair and you get a stick. So immediately I'm like, yo, uh, that that's attractive. Okay, what's that about? And I I ended up clicking on cuts and uh, seeing all the stuff that he's doing. And lo and behold, I look up. I'm like, this dude cuts for Zeke. This is the one that's responsible for that fade and that tight beard, you know, cut that he's got week in and week out and that we see on Sundays and Mondays. So um, I reached out to him and was like, yo, you know, I'd love to interview you because I think you're doing some amazing things. Um, you know, would you would you consider it? And he was like, yeah, absolutely. So, again, man, big shout out to you. I appreciate, you know, you, you doing that.
2: Yeah, no problem.
0: So I want to. um I want to talk. I want to tell a story. I want you to tell your story of kind of how you got here, um, and really, I think that the mentality behind it is, as a as a barber, you have a talent, right? Or, or let me ask you this question: Do you think being a barber is a talent or is it a skill?
2: In in my situation, is it's a talent. Uh, It's something that I feel like I've been born with. Um, My grandmother was a stylist. I grew up watching her do hair. Uh, I used to sweep up at the shop she worked at. Just being around it. You know, I always felt like I could do it, like it was just uh, something in me. And uh, that's just, that's, that's how it began for me. You know, just, just doing it, just picking up the clippers one day and just doing it and then actually being good at it. How old were you when you cut your first head? I cut my first head, it was me. I cut myself, I was 13 years old.
1: And what? And what, was it a masterpiece or did you like, okay, I got a little bit more work to do? It,
2: it surprised me how, how I thought it was that easy. That's that's what it was. It 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 surprised me how I just, by watching the barber, I used to cut my hair, putting different guards on, you know, testing things and and getting that line out, so to speak, and, you know, I went to school and everybody thought that a barber cut it, so... (laughs) It's like, okay.
0: So you're about 13, right? Yeah. So I I actually have a similar story. Obviously, uh, it did not work out as well. <laughs> I came back with patches and and it was it was a disaster. Uh because I started looking up back in the day, man, you know, cuts used to be like five dollars, you know, for a haircut or ten dollars or whatever. Um, and it's it's blown up, obviously. You got inflation, and we, we certainly all understand that, but I thought to myself around that 13, 15-year-old age, let me try to cut my hair. And it did not turn out very well. So I've been getting haircuts ever since.
2: Because God blessed you with the gift of gab. (laughs) He didn't bless you with
0: it. No, that's that's definitely not a talent or a gift that he blessed me with for sure. Um, So you know, let's talk about your story. I mean, you're from um, Ohio. Um, How did you learn? I mean, obviously being with your grandmother and sweeping up and then you cutting your own hair. um, When did you start to take it serious though?
2: Taking it serious um, was when um, it was still high school and it was just like an abundance of people just wanted me to cut their hair and I, and then once I knew, like, after I would cut them, then they would be wherever they go to a party or to a club and people seeing it and saying, yo, I seen you cut Blase Blah, let me get a cut. And I was just like, what? Like, okay, wow, he's seen that. Like, so that was like a big thing for me. Like, now I know I got to be at my best. At all times. At all, yeah, at all. Yeah, you got the rep like, out here, man. You cannot slip. So it was just like, that's when I knew it was serious.
1: How much did you charge for a haircut back in high school?
2: A lot A lot of times I didn't charge nothing. Why yeah. is that? Well, because I just, it was something that I loved to do and I wanted to be really, really good at it. So I was just like, you know, if they don't got the money, I'm going to still do it. Because I want to do it. So it wasn't a, it wasn't like, I know how to cut hair, but I don't really feel like it. Like I'll, I used to cut like from the time I got out of school till late night, and my mom was just cool with it. Like she, she know, understood. Yeah, yeah, she 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 was cool with it, and she was the one that told. Cause I never knew nothing about how to, how to be a barber. I just I just knew that I like cutting hair. People like it, and one day maybe I can be in a shop like my old barber. But I never knew the process, you know, of getting your license and and being a part of that. So it was like my mom brought it to me, like, you know, you gotta go to you gotta go to school for this and all this. So right. she she helped me to do all that part. But
0: uh, when did it become um, something that you realized that you know what I'm I'm helping somebody be, I guess you know their best their best, right? Yeah. And obviously you're not charging people for it. For this like I'm just kind of curious how you in your mind you, saw, you thought to yourself like this is
2: what I want to do yeah well and um uh, it was probably like what 90 I graduated in 90 so probably like after after barber school because barber school was kind of a I don't know How easy was barber school for you? It was a joke it, it, it wasn't it, You know um, Barber school is Needs to be redone Like it just does It It's terrible Really? Why? Because they're not Teaching What needs to be taught To be effective Out here To make money Maximize It's just not it needs to be redone they got these old laws they got these old ways of doing things and in the black barber community it's not we we don't follow that it's, it's it's not it's it's very biased the tests are biased and if you're not if you're not hungry if you're not already having a certain amount of skill you can get lost in that in that testing and all that you know what I mean so are
0: they are they they teaching to a test so to speak versus teaching
2: to an actual skill set yes they are teaching for you to pass the test to get your license to get out my face thank you for the money that's it
0: anytime I heard this before you know anytime that you have a license involved for any industry right it's just a money grab it is essentially I mean it is
2: once they know you have to have it yeah that's what it you is. You set up shop you're like,
1: hey, come to my place, get your license, pay me X amount of dollars. Yeah.
2: And if that's the case, then why we gotta be here for a year? Why we gotta stay here for a year? Let's let's just pay the money, give me my license, and we'll call it that. I can learn how to cut by by another dude. I'm gonna say you just go be an apprentice somewhere and yeah. learn on the job for real. Because they're not they're not teaching you how to be When I was in school, I taught four human beings how to cut hair before I left. Hand to God. Hmm. They was not good at all They was from small towns And they was hurt By the way A little kid would react When they got done cutting their hair They was hurt So you know what I'm saying I could see it in them They was like I don't want to I, I want to do good I want to be better They had the hunger for it Yeah they did So it was like I took my time Which that's all we had in there Was time right. I t- showed them some things That they were doing wrong What they was doing right how to, how to blend And by the end They they got to a point To where like Let's say It was a white chick Her goal was to work Probably in a salon But If one of them Parents had a child She could cut their hair mm-hmm. And feel comfortable with it you Right Come through with a pitch Yeah Cause you don't know Who's walking you know, through that door Yeah The husband Or whatever You know They want a haircut 10 You know They do it for 15-20 minutes And On to the ladies hair still so they felt like they, they had that skill set, at least, because they wasn't learning it. You know, the instructors at, at that school that I went to was just terrible.
0: Now, have you seen that across the country? Because you do a lot of traveling, and we're going to get into that you yeah. know later on. But, I mean, have you seen that same epidemic across the country through all, you know, other barber colleges?
2: Yeah, especially the older ones. If they're older barber colleges, they are outdated. With the knowledge, they are outdated on what's going on now. Um, Hopefully, like the younger schools, the the schools that are just now coming up, people like in my area, I mean, era, like creating a school, hopefully they're doing it better. But those older schools are just there to get the money. I've talked to young barbers, Mm -hmm. and they all tell me the same thing. That school sucks They're not learning nothing
1: They're, They already know They're getting worked By the system
2: Yeah they know it I didn't know it Because I felt like I was already good I'm just going through The motions of just You know I gotta a formality. It. It's a yeah. formality at Now my, my, my thing in my head Was when I went to school I was like oh, Okay yeah this, It's like All kinds of walks of life Coming through here So I'm about to just like I'm about to focus on Cutting nothing but white people Nothing but Asians Nothing but you know Different ethnicities So I know when, when those times come up, I'm good with everything. You know what I mean? And I was just lucky because me growing up, you know, my brother, his hair was straighter than mine. So I learned a lot by cutting his hair. I learned a lot by cutting a couple of his friends hair that were, uh, you know, had different ethnicity, but
1: ladies and gentlemen, the voice you're hearing is cuts the motto. Uh, we're here with him on the vision lab podcast. Uh, Cuts has got one hell of a story, and if you've been listening to the first segment, trust me, we've got a lot more fun stuff planned for you, but we'll be right back after this break here on the Vision Lab Podcast.
2: Hey, everyone.
0: This is Edwina, co-owner of Blowing Smoke Cigar Lounge. And this is Lisa, co-owner
2: of Blowing Smoke Cigar Lounge. When you're ready to put some smoke in the air, join us at 215 West Camp Wisdom, Suite 5, Duncanville, Texas, 75116, where we have VIP Lounge, Spoken Word, and Jazz Night. Anytime you would like to connect with us, we're very active on social media. We're active on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That handler name is Blowing Smoke Cigar Lounge. That's blowing without the G.
0: Welcome back to the Vision Lab podcast. We've got Cuts the Model here on the Vision Lab podcast uh, this evening, and we talked, you know, about Barber College and I guess your disdain for what's going on in the industry. Um, you know, you learned your stuff on your own, right? But what fueled you was the passion, and what I've heard from you um, I, I, since we started this interview is that you have a passion to help. You have a passion for people. Would that be accurate in my assessment?
2: Very accurate.
0: Okay and so you know while you're starting to cut people's hair you're, you're young you're learning how to do it cutting your brother's hair and then you got people in high school that you're cutting their hair. You go to barber college you don't like what you're saying but you got to do it so you can get your license. You know let's get down to the brass tacks right. What is it that you want young aspiring or, or anyone that's aspiring to be you know, a barber. What is it that you want to share with them?
2: First of all, there has to be a love for the craft. That has to come first. The love for it and everything else, I promise you, will come after that. But there's, there's got to be a genuine love for what you're doing for you to benefit the rest of what's coming to you like it's so much to learn but the love is what's going to take you there
0: and and your path I mean obviously you've got a whole bunch of NFL clients which is cool right but you didn't end up there yeah I mean we're talking 30 plus years in the game yeah so you know Talk to those people and and share that story of cause at one point you were thinking about hanging, getting, hanging, hanging, hanging up, up the clippers. clippers. Yeah. Hanging yeah. up the clippers.
2: Not not hanging them up, but definitely like it would have been a secondary thing. Like there was a point in time where, you know, it'd be a Monday and a Tuesday and we wasn't making no money at the shop. Like, you know, we'd get out of there making fifty bucks. And it was just like Man, where's all these? Where's all the clients? And then we started noticing the, just the change in, in in the styles, and it started deterring people from actually getting a haircut.
0: What do you mean changing the styles?
2: Like like dreads and and um, braids. Everybody right? had braids, and you know before that, you know everybody had the intricate style haircuts, and then it went to the afros, and then it just. I just seen it change. I, I seen it change, and your pockets felt it, like really.
0: And the, there's nowhere for you to turn at that point, because I mean that is your nah, livelihood.
2: That's it. If people don't want the haircut, I mean, that's a, that's that's a hard hustle. I don't know what what you're gonna get out of that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you, like you said, you know, it made made you question things for a hot second, right? Yeah. To to continue on that point. Like, like Cuff said, you didn't just start off going straight from barber college to, you know, flying all over the country cutting athletes' hair, hair or whatnot. Yeah. Can you talk about the grind that you went through to get from, okay, I learned watching my grandmother. I did what I had to do to get through barber college. You know, got out of barber college, got out of high school, all, all the while cut people's hair in the neighborhood for free. Can you talk about, like, the grind that you took to go from there to where you are now to where... Hey, you—you you get a haircut from cuts like people can see and know who who had their clippers on your head.
2: <laughs> it uh, it definitely has been a grind, but uh, through the help of social media, I mean, you, a lot of people get to see who you are, and to be a young barber now is so much easy. Like I, I don't understand how they how they not making money.
0: <laughs> how you not making six figures coming straight out.
2: Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, like if I was 20 years old right now and having everything that I have going on... It'd be a wrap. I'd be a multi, multi-millionaire and I would be a monster in this game. Like, I would be... A monster. Are well, you
1: doing all right right now? I mean, we're gonna talk I, more about that in a little bit, but you you ain't hurting.
2: I'm a old guy right now. I'm a old guy, <laughs> man. I'm trying to figure out a way out to back out of this whole thing. <laughs> I'm about to be retired soon.
0: So, uh, how okay? Let's talk to those young guys that are, the, you know, these millennials. Um, I don't even know if that's the right term for this that generation, but yeah, no. Um, what are you telling them? Like, yo, you got YouTube, you've got. Um, you know facebook instagram at, at, like all the social media at your fingertips you've you've got a chance to see the evolution of like yo nobody's in my shop and i there's not really a way for me to get it out there to mm-hmm. full blown i can send out a mass text tweet put a ig post story or whatever and i can have 25 people lined up at the door easy how do you how do you what are you coaching them up you know tell them young buck this is what you need to do
2: yeah definitely by using social media any young person that comes to me and says how first of all it's a hard question to ask or to and to answer how did you become where are you at now because it's something that just grew and like I said, like without me loving what I do, I could have quit. I could have quit a long time ago, and I could be working at wherever and just cutting hair, just because. Something on the side. Something on the side to do by you the time, know, extra money or whatever. But now it is the money, and through the help of the, the social part of life, it's a it's a major help you got you got people that might have more followers than you right so you say hey shout me out this is what i'm doing can you help me they shout you out people start to see that from their following you know what i mean that following sees that following so you don't know who those people know and it all can come back to you it's just a, it's just huge like that without you even Doing nothing
1: Word of mouth still works Word of mouth
2: And I mean I don't even have that many Following as far as You know What's going on now People got hundreds Of thousands And I have Forty Six thousand People that I guess are following me and, but,
0: and you say that
1: So humbly Like it's But you can tell That like, he, like he's been Talking to us offline Or whatever it's Like He's not even in it For that In regards to Like you don't you yeah. don't base how you do your job off of that. Like, yeah. you have a genuine passion. You
2: Because now what the problem is, is that a lot of these young kids that are just so savvy with, with everything now, they all they care about is the likes and the following. That, that don't equal money. The only way that equals money is if you got something to sell all those people. Is the product good? Yeah. And I'm not talking about just cutting hair. I'm talking about... What I got coming up, you know what I mean? I'm trying to do products. I'm trying to do a line of of, of luxury branding of, of my, who I am. You know what I mean? Like, everybody can do a t-shirt, and you got to slap their logo on it, and they got their name on it. Right. It, it's a good promotion. It's good. But I want to do something a little further than that.
0: But you're leveraging that 30-plus years of being in the game, the, the, the blood, sweat, and tears that you put into the game – You know, making $50 in a day, you've leveraged that experience now Mm -hmm. to say, hey, look, now I'm a beast in the game, right? It is what it is. And I can leverage that into a product line or several different product lines. Yeah. And so, you know, when you look back and you want to coach these young bucks up, I mean, people have to understand that they have this at their fingertips, Mm -hmm. but you just got to take action. You got to be passionate, passionate about what you're doing. Yeah. And you have to develop that skill, whatever it is that you're doing across any, you know, specific industry, like spend time. That's what we call it the vision lab, right? Because mm-hmm. where do you go if you want to doctor something up and figure something out, mix something up? You go to the lab where it's quiet. It's just you, your mm-hmm. thoughts, and let's go to work. Let's grind. You know, and that's what the vision lab is all about is helping people realize that I've got to go. Get away from all the distractions. Get away from everybody else. Dive deep into my craft, my passion, whatever it is that I want to do, and figure it out. You know what I mean? That—that's what—that's what this whole podcast is about.
1: I'm not gonna let you off the hooks. You, and, and normally we will talk about this later on in the show, but you talked about what you about working. That you're trying to put out. Go ahead and tell everybody about it. We want to know.
2: Definitely, my uh, my sister is a stylist in New York. And um, she works with a lot of Heavy hitters also like She has clients that are in movies And uh, runway models And you know everything So it's all in the family Yeah me and her Me and her is the only two that really like Picked up on that part of uh, A skill set But She's working on her product line now And it's for you know curly hair For mostly Ethnic women so um, once that's done, completed, then we're gonna do my line.
1: Which, what, what what is your line?
2: Are we
0: are we okay to yeah. my talk line about is this? Gonna,
2: yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. My line is gonna be geared for um, mainly black men. Uh, I'm gonna do like skin care, scalp care, and 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 definitely hair care. You know, I'm trying to. I'll try to make something. Mm-hmm. Um, to go around the lines of what Zeke's hair is like. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's been a struggle, I know, for him to find product. You know what I mean? To, to actually do everything you want it to be done for your specific hair type. It's not easy. Because for, what, centuries, where's the black scientist been at? You right. know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> There's white scientists everywhere. But... When you get a black scientist, now you can talk to that man and he can have a love and a passion for, yeah, let's find something for our
1: people. Because he can identify what the issue is.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. So you're going to be the the black male version of Madam C.J. Walker.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Come on now, cup.
0: I like that. (laughs) Is that what I'm hearing? Are we sitting with the present day male version?
2: Uh, Yeah, I'm definitely trying to change the narrative, man. I'm trying to change... It just has to be done. You can't just do stuff. All my life, I've always known that. Okay, I'm a barber. I gotta be good now. I gotta be the best. I gotta, I gotta be the best. That's all I knew. I ain't know nothing about the business part of it and, and having people work for you and and how to how to maintain a shop. Like I ain't know none of that. I just know when somebody sit in that chair. I'm about to lace you. Period. Every time. Every time, because I know when you walk away, and your wife is like, "Oh my God, who cut your hair?" Like she, if she noticed the difference, I did my job. If if you go out and you go get that job, you, man, I'm just trying I, I'm trying to get this job. You know how I many free haircuts I gave away to people because they trying to get a job? Hell yeah, I'm gonna cut your hair for free. I got you, bro. And they come back with the job. And they double pay me. Or they give me more man, that's
1: But it's cause your heart's in the right place too. And like you said at the very beginning, this is just something you love. Like Cuff and I talk about it all the time, like in regards to like the podcast and what we're what we got working in regards to this as far as like the growth of it. We're yeah. ten toes down. We are all the way in. Like there is there's no half step in here.
0: You just you know what you just made me think of is the barbershop, the movie. The dude where he comes up and he's like yo, look, I need a cut, da, da 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 I got a job interview. Like, you
2: lived that, you know what i mean? Oh, yeah, I know. Uh, I know the part you're talking about. Oh, that's funny. And he, and
0: he did, but, like, for real, though, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, he ran out. He ran out, he's
2: like, <laughs> I, yo. But he had every intention on paying him, but you couldn't do it. you lived that, you that's know what I'm saying? That's crazy.
0: And, 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 first of all, hearing the passion uh as you speak about cutting hair i mean y'all can't see this because obviously this is an audio recording but you perked up i mean your posture changed your 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 tone your tenor has changed and it's because you do have that love to cut and, and and for the clippers and the shears um and you know what you know you know what you're doing you know what I'm saying and i can see that passion in you so anyone that's out there that's looking to aspire to do any line of work not just being a barber you got to put your passion into it right you got to have Dude. a passion for it
2: yeah you really do
0: well listen we're going to take a quick break we'll be back more with customado here on the vision lab podcast we're cuffing them up
1: This is Tremaine Scott, president of Big Smoke Dallas, inviting everyone out to Fort Worth on December the 7th. Come join Dallas Leaf on his holiday cigar crawl. Join us at the local cigar houses on December the 7th. For more information, go to DallasLeafLLC.com. Welcome back to the Vision Lab podcast. We're Customato. That's what we talked about, you know, the grind, if you will, in regards to how you how you, you know, basically it, it's it's in the gene pool as far as you cutting hair and being great at what you do. It's meant to be. Yeah. And true. you're at a level now where you're you're at the top of the food chain when it comes to cutting hair. I mean, you know, you're you're cutting hair for Wayne Haskins and Braxton Miller and Zeke Elliott and Michael Thomas to name a few people. But how did and I don't want to talk about necessarily the grind, if you will, but how did you come to get to that point? Like, I mean, you started off cutting hair somewhere, right? But when did you know, okay, I'm going to wind up cutting hair for
2: professional athletes and flying around the country meeting them wherever they live at? I never thought I was going to do that. <laughs> like, never, ever did I think I was going to do that. I mean, once I started meeting a few of these guys and I was like, man, when they go to the league, like, what, you know, where are they going to go from there? And uh, so I started having a vision about it a little bit, but... Like, never did I think it would be to where it's at now. Like, I'm literally in Dallas every week cutting Zeke's hair. Not because he just loves to spend money on me flying here. He he wants to look a certain way, and he trusts me to do it. That's just what it is.
1: Who was your first... I hate the term celebrity, but who was your first famous client? That's the best way to ask that question.
2: Um... I mean In my in my neck of the woods I'm in Columbus, Ohio So our big thing is Ohio State football It's so, a religion Yeah, we don't have any You know, major people come through there But they don't hang out there You know what I mean? There's really nothing for them to do So our college team is our pro team So when I started cutting Braxton I never really thought too much of it, you know what I mean. He's a young kid, you know what I mean. Talented, you know, very nice dude. And when I started cutting his hair, everybody was just amazed by it. And I just was like, okay, this is just a cut. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cutting a college kid, y'all tripping it was like they was going crazy about it and it just started from there you I know?
0: mean did you do anything special like it yeah, wasn't well, no designs? a designs we something? definitely
2: had a we, we had a we had a signature cut um it was something basic I mean it was a taper on each side he had a lot of curly hair at the top and um threw a little part little line on the side and I feel like the cut kind of went um viral so to speak because it was getting you know people barbers was doing it everywhere I didn't get no credit for it but but, uh whatever I mean I started seeing it everywhere and uh he he started seeing it too and then everybody started saying you know let me get the Braxton Miller let me get the so um it was it was something for a little minute but Braxton was one of the guys that kind of put me on with all the rest of the guys because he was a quarterback at that time and everybody looked up to him and you know, they looking at him like, yo big bro, where should I go get a cut? You know, he just put me on with everybody. So I appreciate that.
0: You know, that's actually a major thing. And I remember and and all of us, you know, kind of, kind of speak to this. (laughs) I'm just going back in my head thinking about when I went to Vanderbilt, right? Like, it's, it's one of the last things that you think about but it is so important mm-hmm. and you get up there and you're like oh fuck where am I gonna get a haircut yeah. <laughs> I don't know nobody I don't know where to go and I know that originally I went down to cause Vanderbilt's in Nashville I went over by TSU cause that's the hood and I felt comfortable you know what I'm saying like a uh, you Surely a, somebody in the hood. Somebody you will know be able to give me a real haircut. Over yeah, there. somebody can, is going to be able to take care of me. But I was blessed, Thanks. man. I, um, I one of my teammates actually, he was my classmate, uh, receiver Marquise's house. Shout out to Marquise's uh, from Alabama, was a barber and dude was sick with the clippers, bro. I mean, he was he was legit. And had it not been for him and you know, kind of skating by with a, a couple other people here and there. Um, Even my my roommate, um, shout out to Lib, you know, being able to cut me up during that time. But, like, that's a huge thing. So these kids, college kids or high school kids going into college are like, like you said, like, yo, big bro, (laughs) where can I get taken care of? And the the moment that that happens, because we we love our hair, you Mm -hmm. know, despite what people want to say. Or think like as a man, you still want to look a certain way. You want a certain, you know, uh, look to yourself or whatever. So that impact that you had opened up a huge door for you. And here you are. What do you do now? I mean, you, like like most said in the intro and a couple of times throughout the podcast. I mean that that relationship, the 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 passion that you have for cutting hair and making sure that. Every time that person walks out of your, gets out of your chair and walks out of that door, that they're being viewed as man. That, that that's one of the best haircuts I've seen. That opened up a door. And what did that end up leading to, for you?
2: I mean, it ended up being an endless possibility of, of things. I mean, with with what the industry is allowing people to do now, it's just it's unreal I mean you can you can create products you can create a brand for yourself you can promote that brand yourself you can make money doing this skill in so many different ways it's just crazy
0: and like we talked about earlier I mean back in the day haircuts were like five, eight dollars now that could be eight hundred dollars a thousand dollars for a cut people you know will pay if you just put in the 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 time put in the effort to develop that skill you know and it'll afford you the opportunity to travel to have you know multiple homes in multiple places and it's something as simple as a haircut but the first and it's it sounds simple and you can correct me if i'm wrong but that's one of the first things that people see is they they look at you your appearance
2: Yeah, as a man, I mean, that's what they're going to look at.
0: Well, really, as anybody, too, though, right? Yeah. But, you know, obviously, with being a barber, I mean, we're talking about men more specifically, but the moment that that dude walks in, okay, how's this dude put together? And one of the first things they look at is that head, Mm -hmm. you know? And and you play that integral part or integral part in uh, how they're actually viewed. So that's a huge thing and I'm gonna I'm gonna be very honest with you and and I'm glad we're actually interviewing you and I'm glad that you're the first barber that we've interviewed because my um, long long lifelong dream is to own a barbershop
2: hmm.
0: I, I love the camaraderie yeah I love the, the shit talking in a black barbershop. You know the
1: domino game in the back room. You know, the TV
0: on the, the dude that comes in, hey, I got you know so-and-so and so-and-so for sale. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I just man, I love that atmosphere. And shout out to Ice Cube who who made the movie Barbershop and Barbershop 2. Um, like for me, and it, it had nothing to do with that, but like I've always wanted to own a barbershop. Now, as you can tell, things have changed. Come on home. <laughs> I went ahead and cut, you know, took the, to the razors to the scalp, man. But it's just so much that goes on in the barbershop. What I want to do right now, um, and this is organic visionaries. I want you to pull back the curtain. What goes on in the black barbershop on a daily basis?
2: It could be, it could be, uh, man, so many number of things, but like, uh,
0: is it let me ask you this real quick before you go. Is it like anything else?
2: No. Not even close. Not it? not even not even close. Um you know what? The the only thing that may come even a little close is like a cigar lounge. Just because you got a you know groups of people and you can talk about whatever and but the barbershop is especially a black barbershop if it's in a neighborhood then that's like gonna be the pillar of that neighborhood it's probably gonna be the church then the barbershop because everybody's gonna go there everybody's gonna go there kids are gonna go there they're gonna hear things that that older people are talking about and either agree with it or disagree with it learn from it not learn from it like it it's just so much things can happen in a barbershop. In a minimum. In the right setting.
0: Right. And, and at minimum, you're there at least once a week.
2: Yeah, for sure. Once a week. So you're going to know people. You're going to know these people. Like like they're your, your friends, your family. They're going to be your family. They, they really are. You know, me personally, um, I'm just now about to start putting together a shop, maybe two. But like for a long time, I've worked by myself, and um, it's uh, it's not an easy thing to do. It's uh it's really hard to do that.
0: So you've never been,
2: yeah. You've I've, never owned your own shop. No, I me personally owned a shop. No, really. I've worked. My cousin owned a shop. I've worked with him uh, for a few years, and I just decided to work by myself, and I've been working by myself for a long time.
0: Can you please open one up here in Dallas?
2: I'm thinking, that's what I'm definitely thinking about. Okay, doing. cool. So you, so you just you just open the door, and I'm gonna
1: walk right in it, right? What is your vision for Models barbershop?
2: What do you envision mm. when it comes to a spot with your name on
0: it? Or better yet, what's your vision for
2: Cutstomato? Man, my vision for either one of them is... Pure excellence. A standard will be set, and it will be unequivocally like cash big. money. Every yeah, time. it's not gonna be played with at all. that That name means everything to me. That name means everything to me. Like my mom gave me that name, or something. Like it, it means the world to me. So. Everything behind that name is going to be done in the right way. And my shop is definitely not going to be the type of shop that, you know, you walk in and you got the barbers on one side and the, the clients on the other. Mm-hmm. I kind of wanted it to be a mix. I want it to look like a lounge, like a, you know, where people are just talking and enjoying it, each other. You know, you don't have to be, Engage with the barber. Everybody don't have to be. It gives a. It, it's gonna give the barber and the client to have their own interaction. You everybody know what I mean? else can be doing their own everybody thing. Everybody else go. can do whatever they gonna want to do. And if it and if it calls for everybody to be all on one thing, then that's cool. But at least you are gonna have that option. If you got everybody this way and everybody looking this way, that's all you got. You know what I'm saying? So it needs to be a circle. Yeah, it needs to be more more inviting, more, more 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 luxury for a man to be able to walk in there and not be scared to, to get his skin worked on and, and his scalp and things of that nature because we all care about it, but we're scared to, to ask about it or, or deal with it because it's not in our nature, you know what I mean? To be like, yo, can you uh, rub on my face for 10 minutes? Like <laughs> I don't know why it's going You know what I'm saying But if you make it Make them understand That this is what you want Because We know this is what you want You don't want bumps on your face You don't want You know bad skin You, you want You want your wife to be happy You want your girl to be happy You want You know what I mean So That's the type of shop I want Everything to be upscale Upscale everything On another level
0: you know, it's interesting that you say, when you walk into that shop, that you want people to be able to, or a man, to be able to say, hey, can you can you rub on your face, right? Like, especially in the, the African American community. Yeah. Like, that's something that we just don't do well with. Mm-hmm. Um, especially as men, you know, not being able to walk in. I mean, we're, we're, we always have to flaunt our bravado. And never show a sign of weakness. Mm-hmm. Um, and the barber shop is a safe haven.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, and the ability to walk in and say, "Hey, look, you know, I need to get a moisturizer on my face, mm-hmm. or something like that." You know. Yeah. So that's yeah. deep, man. I, I I I totally respect that, and uh, I think that'll be dope. I'm I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that we can figure out a way for you to get here in Dallas and, yeah. and have a, a shop here.
2: It, it can definitely work. It's just, uh, you know, a little money, a little time. A little research? Yeah, research. Find a... My my outlook would be to find more of a younger... a younger crew of barbers that I could uh, mold and and work with. You know what I mean? That, that are hungry and want to make money and all they got to do is be ready to, you know, take on what what would come. Because uh, I'm not trying to be like the man at the shop or whatever. I just want my name on it. Yeah. If my name is on it, it just means something. And we go from there. You can be your own person. You can make as much money as you, you want to. You can come whenever you want. You know, you leave. You want to work there 24 hours, go ahead. But, you know what I mean? It's It's going to be done a certain way. It has to be. Because it's
0: got your name on it. Yeah. Well, listen, the voice that you're hearing, ladies and gentlemen, is none other than Cuts tomato here on the Vision Lab podcast. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back for our final segment of the episode. So stay tuned for more with Cuts D'Amato on the Vision Lab podcast.
2: What's up, everybody? This is Cuts and you're listening to the Vision Lab Podcast with Cuff and Mo.
0: Welcome back to the Vision Lab Podcast here with Cuts D'Amato. And so, um, man, you, you've seen it all, brother. I mean, you've, you've been in the game for 30 plus years. Um, you, you've climbed the heights. You're a big name in the industry. Um, Cutting with the likes of, you know, Ezekiel Elliott, Dwayne Haskins, Michael Thomas, you know, just to kind of name a few. Um, In that last segment, we certainly talked about how you were able to get to that point with passion and and love for the Clippers. Um, You know, when you look at young barber professionals that are that are getting into the game, um, they're looking for mentorship. They're looking for guidance what is what's your your message to them?
2: My message to them was to be able to I want I want them to know that they can contact me anytime anywhere and the, the, the funny thing about what I'm saying now is that when they DM me like in, in Instagram or whatever their shock of me replying to them is unreal. That's crazy to me. Because you're, you're still a human. We're all human. And I'm just looking at it like their first thing is, man, thanks so much for responding. I so people respe- don't respond to you? No, I can respect hey, we're that. We're in that age now yeah. people are funny, man. That's what I'm saying and, and, and that blows my mind because it's like even, even though you feel like you're at the top of whatever game you're at, you're Your duty as who you are is to pass this shit along.
0: People don't see it like that,
2: though. Yeah, it has to be passed along. I can't continue to cut everybody all the time. It's impossible. I mean, millions and billions of humans it is. on it. It's so much money out here to be made. And people are fighting over a little bit of it.
0: And that's the reality, though. You know, like, people don't. If I look at you, let's say, let's say all three of us are barbers, right? And we look at this table that we're you know we're talking on or whatever, and we're saying, you know what, I want this entire table, versus saying, you know what, cuts, you get this. Mm-hmm. You take as much as you can. Mo, you get as much as you can, I'm gonna give as much as I can. Like, people don't realize that there's a lot out there. Yeah. Like the world is very expensive, it's very large. And we get so consumed with i gotta get mine i gotta get mine i gotta get mine right we don't realize that there's enough for cuts to eat there's enough for mo to eat there's enough for cuff to eat right yeah and that's a reality man so i can i can truly um and i'll be honest with you man you know we've reached out to a couple people here and there that yeah haven't you know been as been as uh inviting as you have you know mm-hmm.
1: what I'm saying not even inviting like we might have met them like personally handshake with them right and then the next day it's just crickets as if, we, as, as yeah. as if, they, as if they don't know even know who we are so yeah. again it's you got some humanity about you listen people well, that's, that's because, funny,
2: because people th- yeah people think they better than what they really are really you are almost I am a, sl- a slave of what I do and The meaning of that is that I'm about to eat, drink, sleep this talent that I have until I'm not breathing no more so that people can see how it's done, how it should be done and go from there. And with that, we should be owning more. We don't own anything. It's like the rap game. You know what I'm saying? Rap has been created by... By black individuals. But they don't own it.
0: Hmm.
2: been. You know what I'm saying? Now... All the black barbershops... They do so much... Innovation. So many different things... They have to do to the clipper... To make it work... For us. But yet... Our... Our... Our top of our game... Is to work for them. No.
0: What do you mean by work for them?
2: Like... They are on a hunger to get out and grab these young barbers that are so-called popular in their in their different cities. And as long as they use them, use their name, then they'll use them. Okay, yeah, I work for this company, and um, they're giving me free clippers. And
0: so what? Let's let's call them Let's call them to the table.
2: Yeah, I mean, about, there's only two. There's only t- two big names. Yeah, Wall. And and Andis, and they're those are hundred year old companies. There's another company, Babylus, but they're not as they're not as uh, old as.
0: Never even heard of them. Yeah. I've yeah. Especially it. if you're in the black community, I was probably, you, you ain't never heard of them.
2: Yeah. Well, that's it's more of a barber thing that you would if you would know who Babylus is. It's a company off of Conair, probably. I know you heard of Conair. Conair for sure. Yeah, but Babylus is a company off of that, which started a a barber. Uh, company to have Clippers, Edgers, the whole thing, but uh, that's not the goal. The goal is to own your own. I have a goal. One day, I'm gonna own my own Clipper, my own Clipper. That's your vision. Yeah, that's my vision. My vision is not to work for them. That that don't do nothing but steal. They steal from from everything that Black people have have done. The, the way we alter the clipper everything we've ever done they have stolen it and then they got people in different communities that work for them and say hey yeah I'm using this clipper I'm using this clipper you should too no no we should all be working together and make our own why are we still working for them we are we are <laughs> we, we that's <laughs> it's just like everything we do man that's it. Like, they ever, not helping.
1: Do you ever get tired of cutting hair?
2: <laughs> I mean, I have I have days where, yeah, definitely you need a break. You know what I'm saying? You need a vacation, get away, and then you get back to it. But nah. What links do you go to to protect your hands? Because your hands, are your, <laughs> your hands, are your livelihood. Yeah, mm-hmm. God, I mean. I mean, you, you,
1: you, could, you could get out this chair right now and sprain an ankle. You're good. But yeah. heaven forbid, you get a paper cut or you burn your hand <laughs> on a, on a right. stove top. It's a wrap. So what <laughs> lengths do you go to are to protect your hands? And are they insured? Are they insured? Yes.
2: No, they... I'm on my wife's insurance so I don't know what I need to look at the, the policy See what, what entails with say, that Baby, uh, you know
0: what <laughs> I, I was talking to the Vision Lab podcast And you know what, we probably <laughs> we need to, need to call get insurance. Yeah, we need we, some we, more we, coverage We need some more coverage on these hands I was
1: like, as we're sitting here talking about it or whatnot. We've had like great conversations offline too or whatever, And it was like, his livelihood literally is his hands
2: mm-hmm. And
1: like as you were talking I thought, I wonder if he's ever like Taken out an insurance policy on his yeah. hands
2: that's why I, that's why I always tell everybody I don't care what rules are set what is instilled in life you cannot take what I do from me you can't do it I I did this with with my hands literally nobody showed me made me learn what I'm doing I did this so these are my hands this is this is my skill and ain't nobody going to take it from me that ain't happening.
0: Speaking of your skills, um, obviously you, you're you're dope. You, you are. You've changed your your um, your Instagram. So real quickly, since we're we're here, why don't you give the visionaries your social media handles? How can they find Cuts?
2: Cuts is on Instagram. It's Cuts the motto to God. Cuts the motto underscore the the underscore God. And I call myself the God because of the most recent um, interactions I've been having with a lot of the young barbers. And they look they really look up to me. And I appreciate that so much. And for me to help them to, to move upward. I mean, I just look at it as God like. So that's where that that part of the name came from. So,
1: with the name Cuts, I'm a boxing fan, and so I know for a fact you've got to be one with the with Cuts the motto. Can you talk about the uh, the origin of that name, Cuts the motto, and where you got it from?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, it was in uh, probably around, like, 98, 99, maybe even 2000. I, I came up with the name because I was a big Mike Tyson fan, still am and um, just the, the the powerful words of Kuz uh, um is like powerful like if you ever like look at quotes and things that he said it's just like man this dude was deep Mike can
1: still quote him today
2: yeah like easy and it's like uh, you know if you I gear my, my my style of what what I do behind that you know what I mean it's just pure excellence like A standard is set and there's and there's ways how we supposed to uh, do our offense and defense and and all that. So it was like when I came up with the name, like I remember my cousin just being like, dude, that's the most powerful thing I've ever heard. Like, that's crazy. He's like, how did you do? As I'll just we we was all joking around because we was all like you know Wu Tang fans and now you know they all got different names for the cell and we was like yo we gonna create our own names for the shop. So I'm just thinking like hard, like, man, what? I don't know why it came to me. It just did.
0: It's prophetic.
2: this it was crazy. It just popped in my head, and I was like, man, that's dope. So I just I've been riding with it.
0: And and that ride is taking you to a lot of different places yeah so that's a big shout out to you man i've
2: been to super bowl parties and photo shoots nike video shoots pepsi shoots i've been to lebron's party that he throws for the that the um was it, the Epsy Awards? Espe, the Espy. The Aspys Awards, like...
0: Can, is there any help crazy. with his hairline?
2: No, there's nothing you can do for him.
0: Can, can you Absolutely. just
2: tell him to let it go? LeBron needs to either cut his hair down like my guy Mo over here, very low, and line it up, or cut it off. He's scared because he doesn't want to be connected to Michael Jordan. Jordan so much but he needs to let it go he's out here looking ridiculous hair falling <laughs> off in the middle of the game man come on man that's we're ridiculous to talk,
0: to, talk to Bronny let's, uh, talk to Bron let's this go this is
2: ridiculous Bron get yourself together man <laughs> <laughs> Bron, come on, if, man if,
0: if you happen to listen man first of all we're a big fan but secondly
2: huge fan love LeBron
0: make sure you get what cuts the model the guy uh, he, he's got you fam for sure now, um, I want to open it up a little bit. So, you know, we had a lot of fun. Again, thank you for for uh, indulging us and allowing us the opportunity to to, to speak to you. Uh, but let's just have a little fun, relax a little bit. Um, Pete, my hair game.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: First time ever.
2: You guys, you guys aren't. <laughs> you guys can't see because you know this is a. Uh... We're talking right now, but you cannot see what's going on. It's a If you just can envision like a milk dud, just envision a milk dud, super smooth, you know what I'm saying? That's how my man, <laughs> my man Cuffs is over here with the super bald milk dud. But how did I do, though? Now right, you first did good. Of all,
0: first of all, this is the first time I ever shaved my head. Like, first,
2: of, first time shaving, I mean, I had to usually... Laugh. Man, look, usually people got hair behind the ears. My man, my man is all the way clean.
1: Yeah. A little nicks hair in there. He all the so way some clean. some You got one right here. No, right.
0: that,
2: that, right here? Yeah.
0: No, that wasn't because of that, though. That was already, oh, that was okay. just a, yeah. a, a scratch. Hey, he
1: came out the house yesterday.
0: We had, we had to go to an event. He came out the house, and I thought, oh, he really did it. <laughs> I, I did it, man. So, I need to know, do I get the cuts, the yeah. model, the God stamp of approval? Yeah, the or... God
2: approves. Okay, the now. God approves.
0: Now, what about my, my, my chin strap?
2: The chin strap definitely needs some work. Okay, all right. Definitely needs some work. Right. It's kind of choppy, but it's nothing that can't be fixed.
0: Okay, we're going to put you uh, on, on, on blast real quick. Mm-hmm. Is that something you can fix right now?
2: Easily. Easily.
0: Alright, we're, okay. we're gonna get this done right after the show. We're gonna get this done right at the show, do we? Are we are we yes, in agreement?
2: We're in agreement. Alright,
0: bet that up. <laughs> so, <laughs> I get a chance to say I got cut by cuts the model of the God, you hear me?
2: Amen. So <laughs> oh, man. we're getting ready
1: to land the plane, right? There's five people no, sorry, there's six people at a table. hmm We're at this table. Six people, you are one of them. Who are those other five people you want at your table? can't be Jesus because who wouldn't want to talk to
2: him <laughs> oh man I don't know that's a hard question well I asked rapid well,
0: fire let's go
2: um my mom and my and my brother are no longer with us so you can use they don't have to two, be them two will definitely be at the table perfect, perfect um the homie where I got my name from cause the amato That'd be nice That's three um, And uh, I'd like to talk to Moses man See what Moses got going on That's four Moses and um, Malcolm X Malcolm X By any means necessary By any means necessary That's my guy Would, y- would y'all have a
0: stick while you're uh, doing this, co-
2: this discussion If I lie would allow him to have a stick. He would have a stick with Malcolm Red. <laughs> right. He would have
1: a stick with Malcolm Red. He would not have a stick with Malcolm X.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. Malcolm X ain't having no stick. He gonna tell me he gonna take 50, 50 million things wrong with the stick. Yeah.
0: Well, um, real quick before we land this plane, one more time with your social media handles for the visionaries that are listening.
2: Social media is Instagram. That's the only um uh, media I use currently it's customado underscore the underscore God
0: and that's Cuts with a Z
2: yeah C-U-T-Z D-A-M-A-T-O the God
0: alright so final question of the uh, podcast here Um, five years ago if we were to rewind the clock what advice would your current self be telling yourself from five years
2: ago hmm stop procrastinating it's huge stop procrastinating go ahead and do it huh do it today now now
0: now let's 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 fast forward the clock five years you're five years older Mm -hmm. what is your older version of yourself telling yourself today
2: I told you dummy so it's all going to work out. I See, told you. Stop stressing. That.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, the voice that you've heard for the last hour or so has been none other than Cuts to Model the God. Certainly appreciate you being here on the podcast, the Vision Lab podcast. Uh, at the end of the day, guys, this is all about tapping into the best version of yourself, figuring out what you need to do. Get into the lab, spend some time with yourself. Um, you know, Figure out ways that you can be a better version of who you are. At the end of the day, we all have greatness that lies within each and every one of us. So for myself, Ryan Cuffy, and my partner, co-host, friend, Ryan Mosley, we thank you for listening to the Vision Lab podcast. We'll be back next week with another episode. So stay tuned in for more on the Vision Lab podcast We'll Cuff and Mo.